Welcome to Souls Harbor's weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. It's good to have Zach and Amy Holderman and their entire family uh, with us this morning. They are missionaries. Yeah, make them feel welcome. Missionaries to headed to Mozambique, right? Did I, did I get that right? Is there? Okay. See, I don't even know the latest. So Zach is going to bring us up to date. We're excited to have them. We, I want to pray this morning. And since we've not been uh, taking offering or receiving offering like we traditionally did, uh, it's just become a little, I've looked for a place to consistently pray. And I, I think we're going to start doing it right here every week for God to bless you financially and God to bless the church. How many would like an extra prayer that God would bless them financially? I would, right? Now, we've been praying that right along, but I think there's something to be said for praying corporately and praying uh, as a church. So let's do that this morning. Even though we're not receiving an offering at this this time, we're going to pray over God's blessing for each one of these families and, and each of you. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And Lord, you've been so faithful to the church, which tells me you've been so faithful to the families of this church. And we're thankful for that. We praise you for that. And I pray this morning is, even though we receive our offering in a different way in a different time, God, may you continue to bless. And Lord, if there be any among us that are struggling, that are challenged, God, we're trusting you. We believe you. We know that you are faithful. We stand upon your promises. And we ask you today, God, to continue to move in their lives and their circumstances and provide. And Lord, we pray today, help us to live lives in a way that the blessings of God can continue to be poured out. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So let me tell you just a minute as I introduce Zach and, and, uh, and Amy, and I'll let him introduce the whole family here in a moment. So Ruthie and I grew up in this little bitty church in northern Indiana in the middle of Amish country, right, called County Line, Napanee, Indiana. We were, we were 10 minutes from Napanee, which was a town of 6,000 people. You, you traveled till the electric lines end, ended, and that was where our church was, literally, because everything beyond us was Amish. Pastor Ralph Holdeman was our pastor. God spoke to him, and he went out and bought this old, I don't even know, United Methodist, United Brethren Church that was sitting empty in the middle of the country, and uh, it became an Assembly of God church. And Ruthie and I grew up in that church. We were married in that church, married in that church by uh, Ralph Holdeman. Our pastor, he pastored us for that church for 30-some years. The only pastor I really ever knew till I was probably 14 years old baptized me. I, I assume he baptized Ruthie as well. I'm not sure. She's shaking her head yes. Um, so anyway, very dear to us. He has a son, Ralph Holderman Jr., who is about six years older than me, that we grew up in, in that church together. Uh, didn't really spend a lot of time together because he was six years older than me. When I was 12, he was 18. And so the connection is... Zach is the grandson of the man who married me and baptized me and Ruthie and uh, Ralph Jr.'s son. And they've been for many years on staff at the Caring Place on the east side and ki- is, a ki- is ki- the children's pastor, right? Yeah. So they've got Indianapolis connections all over the place. But it is really, it's an honor, it's a privilege to invite them to come this morning. Zach, are you doing this alone or is Amy with you? How, all right, you guys come and share this morning and we're excited to hear the news. And the whole family's coming. Awesome. You guys come on up here. And I'm going to hand this off. Thank you. 
Well, hello, we are the Holdemans. Um, I'm Amy, and this is... Patsy. <laughs> and tell him how old you are. Four. <laughs> he just turned four, so sometimes he forgets. Tell him where we're going. To Africa. Africa. Yes, to Africa. Um, we are so happy to be here. We just want to thank uh, Pastor Barry and Ruthie for having us here today in your beautiful church. Um, we're happy to be uh, back here doing this again. We were, you know, quarantined for a long time. You know, everybody was home and the doors were shut, but God is bigger than the virus. Amen. Amen. So the kids are going to introduce themselves and they have a verse for you as well. Hi, my name's Parker. And I'm seven, seven years old, and I have a first entry first for you. If I ride on the wings of a dawn, and I sail from far side of sea, even though your hand will guide me, though I aim will hold me set fast. Psalms 199, 210. Hi, I'm Simi, and I'm 11 years old, and my verse is Isaiah 6-8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord say, Whom shall I send? Who will, I, who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Hi, my name is Grant. I'm 12 years old, and I also have a verse for you. It's Psalms 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, those waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. We have a video to show you. Pastor Barry, uh, I didn't mean to leave you hanging. Um, we sent this information to you, and we just got a green light this week, and we're so excited to share with you. The first, you're the first church that we get to share this um, exciting news with. Um, we were headed to Mozambique, and God started speaking to our hearts, and we're working with children still, but we were wondering, God, how specific can we get? 
and um, he spoke to us. And, we, you know, with COVID, countries aren't opening, and we weren't sure what was going to happen. And so we have an opportunity now that we're headed to Cape Town, South Africa, and we're going to plant a church in Cape Town, South Africa. We're going to be part of a, a group, an initiative called Urban Tribes. Uh, Urban Tribes is one of the newest um, African initiatives by the Assemblies of God. What do you say Urban Tribes is? Urban Tribes is a uh, the initiative to plant um, impacting churches in urban settings in Africa. Get this. In 15 years, 60 to 70% of the continent of Africa will be urbanized. So think about this. What we think of Africa and the bush and all these, these little villages. People are leaving their homes and they're on a search for something. They're looking for hope and they go to these big cities looking for hope, but they don't find it. You know why? Because they're looking for hope in all the wrong places. Sounds like a country song I heard once. And so what we get to do is we get to plant a thriving Assemblies of God Pentecostal church in Cape Town where when people are searching, they get to find Jesus. And so you are the first church that we get to share this exciting news with. We're joining a team, and we get to be the next-gen pastors. And so we get to pour in the lives of children in Cape Town. And so we're excited. Um, it's, it's so we're so happy and uh, thank you for the opportunity that we can share what God's doing in Africa and what God's doing in our life um, it's an honor it's such an honor to be here my mom and dad we I called mama this morning it's her birthday and she said make sure you tell Barry and Ruthie we said hi it's one of those people I've known my whole life my dad he's so proud of his very first Royal Ranger as a commander, his very first Royal Ranger was Pastor Barry. And so that's how far back we go. Not saying that Pastor Barry's, not, I wasn't putting that out there, people. I'm just saying I've known him for a while. And so um, to see now uh, how deep this generational friendship goes is uh, amazing. Uh, Grant Red, I want to get into the word. I haven't been a missionary long. Um, I've been a preacher a lot longer in just a few weeks, I get to celebrate my 17th year full-time ministry, and um, I'm excited. I'm 37, so I'm excited uh, that over almost half my life now I've been preaching, and so um, my dad let me start preaching at his church, and so I just want to get to the Word, and Grant read it to you this morning. If you open your Bibles, uh, Psalms chapter 46, Psalms 46, uh, God gave me this Word at the beginning of the year. And I never knew what was going to happen this year. Um, but I believe this is a timely word for all of us. And I just want to say it again. God is a refuge and strength the ever-present help in time of trouble. Can we just drop the mic right there and just thank him that no matter what we go through, no matter the circumstances that we face in our life, our God, come on, I'm a hollerback preacher. I need somebody to holler back at me this morning. Our God is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Come on, when you're in the lowest valley, who's there? God is there. Why? Because he's an ever-present help in times of trouble. We can stop the service and we can just worship the rest of the morning because God has never leave you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He hasn't forgot about you. He hasn't taken a vacation. He hasn't left the throne. I'm telling you today, I'm standing on his word that says he's an ever-present help in times of trouble. Though the earth give way, 
Though all of your plans get foiled and you don't know what you're doing, I'm here to tell you today, God is an ever-present help in time of trouble. He knew that we would sit in a living room in our house for 17 weeks and not have a service. But he didn't leave us. He provided every moment, every second. Why? Because it's ever-present help. And so today I want to preach a message from this verse entitled Trophies and Tragedies. Trophies and Tragedies. And this message came from an experience with our son Parker. You saw how cute he was, Parker. He's our seven-year-old. That cute, handsome man right there. I'm glad he looks like his mama. His hair is on point and his eyes. Uh, so this is Parker, and this is what he does at the house. There's a Greek word, Pastor Barry, to describe Parker. And that Greek word is crazy. Uh, you can just look at the different pictures there of all the things that he's done. I just want to share a couple real quick. Um, one day he was eating uh, SpaghettiOs. I can never remember SpaghettiOs. And he said, you know what, I'm wearing a white t-shirt. I need to, need to protect this white t-shirt. So he tucked in a napkin in his shirt like every young boy should do. But the problem was the SpaghettiOs missed his napkin and covered the whole bottom of his white t-shirt. Uh, he's crazy. We heard a room, uh, we heard a noise in his room and he's jumping on this little, you remember the little trampoline? So he's jumping, he's having a good time and he has a wolf hat on and, um, yeah, just, uh, we had to strategically crop that picture. Um, <clears throat> he's crazy. So he decided that he was going to play, he was going to play basketball. He was going to play basketball like his older brother and sister. And um, I learned halfway through the season that he wasn't very good. Um, it's probably all his coach's fault. I was his coach, so it was me. I didn't coach him up well enough. Um, he was the only one on his team who did, didn't score a basket during a game. He did get one. He corrects me every time. He got one. He got a practice. He got a goal in practice. His older brother likes to remind him that doesn't count. And so... Uh, I asked him one day, I said, Parker, why do you like basketball so much? And he said, I like basketball because after every game I get a snack. A man after my own heart, popcorn and Gatorade after every game. And he had a share with his coach. That's part of the fees. Um, and so he realized that in, in the end of the season he was going to get a trophy. And he was so proud of his trophy. And the night came and they called his name to the stage and they said, Parker Holderman. And he came up and he got his trophy and he was so happy. And his smile got bigger and bigger the more he held his trophy. And I said, man, I'll hold your trophy for you. And he said, no, Dad, I, it's my trophy. I want it. And so we were leaving. And he walked out of that gymnasium and the doors swung wide open. And it's like he was waiting for ESPN to show up to do like a 30 by 30. The story behind the man. The myth, the legend, Parker. And as he walked out, he threw his trophy high in the air so everybody could see his trophy. He was so proud of it. And I looked at him, he said, Daddy, look what I got. Look what I deserved. And that's today what I want to stop and talk about just for a minute. There's tragedy that happens all around us, but I think some of the biggest tragedies are the thoughts in our mind that we don't take captive to the Word of God. And the first 
tragic thought that I want to preach this morning just for a minute is the tragic thought is that you deserve it. One, that we think that we deserve his grace. I know this isn't a popular thing to talk about right now, but we walk around thinking that, oh, look who, look who I am. I deserve his love. I deserve his grace. I deserve everything that he's given me. But you are, are, are mistaken. You don't deserve his love. You don't deserve his grace. But he loves you despite. He loves you despite the sin that we so easily get entangled in. The problems in our life that we get, we get caught up in. I'm here to tell you today that we don't deserve his love. We don't deserve his grace, but he loves us anyways. He loves us anyways. Ephesians 2.8 said that God saved you by his grace when you believe. And you can't take credit for it. So many of us want to try to take credit. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. The grace of God. Grace is favor. Unmerited favor. Salvation by grace. Grace is therefore God's unmerited favor. His goodness towards those who have no claim. No reason to expect it. Divine favor. It's God's grace. Romans 5, 6. We, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. I'm so thankful for his grace. There's some of us this morning, we need some of God's grace. You try to take credit for it, but you can't. It's his grace. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Come on, you know it. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's his grace. It's his unmerited favor. Why? Because you're his kid. It's his grace. And so, that's the first tragedy that we need to deal with in our minds that you can, you deserve it. But it's his grace. The second thing, as Parker left that night, as his trophies in the air, and he's got this attitude, look what I deserve. He, he, he's now at this point where, okay, more people need to see my trophy. More, more people need to know that the big Parker, the big Parker James, big dog on the block, got a trophy. And so he's looking around, and that one picture you saw the crazy in his eye, I saw the crazy, and I'm like, okay, what's he getting ready to do? And so in slow motion, I saw him take a step on the curb to get three inches higher. And as he did, Parker tripped and he fell and snapped his brand new trophy right in half. You all are so kind. Every time I tell the story, his older brother gets this devious laugh. And I, at that moment, laughed because this would only happen to Parker it would only, I mean, maybe all of us have a Parker in our family where things like this would only happen to them. And so, and so Parker picks up his trophy and says, Daddy, my first trophy I ever got, and I broke it before I got to the car. And as a good dad, after I laughed, I took the trophy and I replaced it. And then I really believe in that moment the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, Zach, there's broken people all around us. 
And that's why you're here. And I want to remind you today, church, the second tragic thought many of us walk around with may be that we're too broken. That we are too broken for God to love us. We have too much junk in our life for God in heaven to care about us. But I'm here to tell you today, that's a tragedy. That thought that you're too broken. Can I tell you today that you are not too broken for God to love you? Zephaniah 3.17, it says, The Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you. He loves you. He will no longer rebuke you, but he will rejoice over you. I'm here to tell you today that we all have issues. Come on, who's in here who hasn't had an issue in your life? That's what I thought. We all have issues, don't we? We all have things that we deal with. And some of those burdens feel too heavy to bear. We are imperfect people in a broken world. But that does not mean that we are unloved. Come on, I'm going to rewind that. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. We are imperfect people in a broken world, but that does not mean that we are unloved. We are loved. God sees us in our brokenness, and he loves us anyways. Not only does he love us despite our brokenness, he even heals our brokenness. And maybe you're here this morning, and you feel shattered and broken. You feel like you're too too broken for God to love or too broken for God to use. I'm here to tell you that's a tragic thought. It's not the truth. It's a lie from the enemy. We know that there's an enemy that's there to steal, kill, and destroy. But I believe, and and I love God's word, that it's not a period there, but it's a comma. Because he has come that you may have life and life to the full. You may be coming in here this morning brokenhearted and down and depressed. And all of these other words that we want to add. But I'm here to tell you today that you can leave changed. You can leave mended and put back together why because he loves you so much despite your brokenness he still cares about you you're not too broken and so then as parker is sitting there before he hands me over the trophy he tries to frantically put the trophy back together and and have you ever done that before something is broken and you think okay maybe if i if i if i if i just put it back together it's just it's just like a dream and it, it will go back together has anybody ever done it? you're like oh this really couldn't just happen and it never gets back and that's another thought that pastor barry i think the church we can find ourselves in the third tragic thought i want to talk about this morning is the thought that I can do it by myself. I can put this back together. Just let me go get the, let me go get it. Let, let me put this brokenness in, 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 in all, all, all tape it up with this. Or, or, or I'll, I'll try to find this, the healing in this thing. And, and, and come on. We try to find it and we, and we try to make it and fix it on our own. But you can't fix it on your own. If you can fix it on your own, you already would have. But you can't. He tried frantically to put his trophy back together. And then he realized, I'm not going to do it by myself. So he turned and he put the trophy in the father's hands. He said, the one person that can help me get this right is daddy. 
So I'm here to tell you today, stop trying to fix it on your own. Turn it over. Give it over to the one who fearfully and wonderfully knitted you together. The one who at his breath, stars were formed. At his breath, man began to breathe. I'm saying, hand it over to the creator. So, you're here this morning, not by accident. This isn't a coincidence that we're here. This message is coming to you today. I believe in my heart that there's some of you sitting here and there's tragedy. Not around you, but in here. And so I told you the title of my message was Tragedies and Trophies. So now you're saying, okay, Zach, where's the good? Where's the trophy? You know what the trophy is? It's you. You are his trophy. You are his masterpiece. When he looks at you, he says, that's my kid. That's my kid. I love, I love what Ephesians chapter 2 says. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he had planned for us long ago. You are his trophy. No matter how bad Parker was at basketball, every Saturday, you know what was on Mama's shirt? This pin with Parker's big old face on it. And no matter how bad he did, she never covered it up. Pastor Barry, it was so bad. One time he shot the ball, missed the goal completely, and conked his own teammate in the back of the head. I'm here to tell you today that God has a pin on his chest with your face on it. You are his trophy. And one day when we're in heaven, we get to come with all the things that we've done for him. And we get to lay it at his feet. Say, God, we're your trophy. Here it is. Say, Zach, this wasn't a missions thing. No, it wasn't. But yet it was. Because I could go now into all the things that are happening in Africa with children. All the things in Cape Town. But that's not important right now. What important, what is important is you to realize that he loves you. He cares about you. And you're his trophy. You're his trophy. Can you all close your eyes just for a minute?
God, I thank you for this moment. God, I thank you that you're with us right now. And so God, begin to speak to our hearts. you're here this morning before I turn over to service I just want to pray you're here and you say Zach I need some extra grace in my life there's some things that aren't pleasing I need God's grace in my life if that's you will you just raise your hand right now and let me see yeah I appreciate that man. I appreciate it yeah, who else needs, you need some grace. There's some things you're going through. Yeah, I see it. Appreciate it. Thanks for being honest. And I believe right now God is going to begin to touch and minister grace in the areas that you need. You're here this morning, you say, Zach, I feel broken. There's things going on in my life. There's situations, and I don't know what to do. Pastor Barry, before he gave us the service, he even talked about it today, and we prayed over it. And it's not an accident or coincidence. This is the word that God has for his church today. That you're not here today and you're not too broken. Who's here? And you say, there's an error in my life. Maybe it's a financial. Maybe it's a physical. Maybe it's emotional. And you feel broken and you need God to minister and heal you right now. Let me see. Who is that? Put your hand up real high. Yes. God right now. Yes. 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 I'm going to ask you to do something bold. We're not going to have you come down the front today. But if that's you and you raise your hand for one of those two questions, I want you to stay right in your seat. But if that was you, will you stand up right now? Just right where you are. And as you stand up, will you just put both hands to heaven and say, God, I need it. I need you to meet me right where I am. Yes. God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I agree with my brother and sisters across this room. God, you see what they're going through. You see the situation that they're in. But God, more importantly, you see the outcome. You see that you have blessed them to be the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath. And so, God, I speak healing in the name of Jesus. God, mend the brokenness back together. Put the pieces, every single piece, back together. God, not just, I'm thankful. God, we sang this morning that yesterday's gone. Today I'm in need, and I don't want the old. I need something new and fresh right now. So, God, move, heal, touch, and mend. Holy Spirit. Come on, church, join me, and let's pray for these standing up. Come on. God, minister, meet, touch, heal. Grace in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. 
You know, I appreciate, um, you can be seated for just a minute. I mean, missionaries by their very heartbeat are servants, but I appreciate a missionary that comes to serve and to give rather than to receive. Don't you? So thank you, Zach. Thank you for preaching the word. Now, having said that, this family is still going to South Africa, right? So here's what I would like to do this morning. We're going to pray for them, but beyond that, if you would like to give back to them this morning, if, if you believe, let me put it this way, if you believe that that message you just heard this morning, the children of South Africa need to hear, then I want to give you an opportunity to help them accomplish that. Because i got to be honest, as much need as there is in America, and there's plenty of it, it probably pales in comparison to the need in Africa right now. And there's a couple of ways you can help. The first one is we're going to pray. And they've got a table set up there. Grab their information, their cards. We, we pushed and encouraged you with this last October. Uh, care and connect with our missionaries and make them part of your family grab their information and um, I'm guessing not one of their kids would really be upset if they received a birthday gift or card in Africa from you on their birthday. Am I right? Anybody would send it back? Probably not. No. Make them part of your family. Pray for them that way. The second way you can help this morning, if you believe that message needs to go to Africa, is with your giving. And missionaries, the way they, they raise their funds is a monthly support, but also a cash offering. And I didn't ask Zach what his cash amount is, but I'm sure he's got a pretty substantial amount he's got to raise. And that's a way you can help this morning. And if you would like to be a part of getting that message to South Africa couple ways you can do it. There's offering envelopes on the tables. Grab one and just mark it. Missions, Zach, Holdemans, cute kids, basketball star of the future. I don't know. Whatever, however you want to do it, we'll know. And uh, the other way is easy tithe. If you're an online giver, a lot of you are. Ruthie's set up a category there for the Holdemans as well, and you can give there. And I encourage you very much, be a part of that. Be a part of a miracle that God's working all the way across the world. That's why I love having missionaries come and share. It gives us that opportunity to be a part of what God's doing around the world. We're going to pray this morning. Would you all stretch your hand towards them? And let's just believe God together. Father, we pray over Zach, Amy, over their whole family today. I asked the kids earlier, are they going to kill a lion? And they weren't so sure. Ask them if they were going to ride an elephant, and they were about that. And they've got an adventure ahead. And, Lord, I pray this morning, God, let this journey that they're stepping into be an adventure and continue to be an adventure. God, I pray over the entire family, over mom and dad, over each one of the children, your protection, your blessing, God. And, and Lord, you truly have not been taken by surprise with COVID. And we're asking you this morning, use what we give here today, what others give across this state and this nation, God, to meet the needs there and move them to the continent of Africa, move them to the country of South Africa. Lord, this message that it may get there. 
And I thank you today, Lord, that you allow us the privilege of having a part in that. It's our privilege to bring the kingdom of God to Africa. Lord, may your anointing rest upon them. May the presence of God rest upon them. May the touch of God rest upon them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Why don't you all stand to your feet this morning? And we're going to let you go. Feel free to slip your mask back on or not as you choose, but just keep that social distancing in place. Love you guys. Appreciate you so much. And uh, remember, as we get ready to go into the next service at 11 o'clock, pray for our kids' ministry, pray for our youth. Will you do that? Excited for that. Let's pray and let you, let you leave this place. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We bless you. And I thank you for this incredible church and congregation. And I pray this morning your blessings upon them. I pray, God, this morning that you would continue this week to meet the needs that, Lord, just that, that beautiful miracle that began here this morning. Lord, begin to heal and strengthen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you guys. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor at indy.rr.com.